0: and welcome to episode number 93 of line of sight i'm not chandler my name is Jaden, and i'm here with jeff how's it going man
1: hey pretty good how are you
0: i'm doing well doing well um going back to work next week because the summer is over but oh yeah what can you do um chandler and brett are both awol tonight i cannot get a hold of them and i don't know what they're doing so uh we had jeff scheduled to record with us and we're gonna go ahead and we're just gonna do a little solo cast it'll be the Grimcast Part 2 or 3, whichever one this is. I can't remember if I did a Part 2 at the moment. Uh, because Jeff was the winner of the Norco Classic Masters last weekend. Congrats. And he played wow. Grimkin. Yes, I did. So we're going to talk a lot about that in just a second. But first, we have some news to go over. Um, so first thing, we have two Patreon winners from our last raffle. Could Nicholas Alexander... And Bailey Kramer, please get a hold of us either through our email at loswarmhords.com or through the Facebook page. Uh, Nicholas, you've won the small base model, and Bailey, you've won the second time in a row a small base model painted by your choice of LOS peoples. Um, so, yeah, please get a hold of us. We'd like to get those out to you so that we can uh, get that taken care of. Uh, if you are interested in our Patreon, and I'm going to talk about this at the end, you can go to slash LOS War Machine. It- helps us get the cast out. It pays for War Machine University. It pays for the community calendar time that I put in to putting up the community calendar. Helps Chandler and I get to events. It's a big deal. So, thank you so much to everybody who supports us on there. Speaking of the community calendar, uh, if you go to... Shoot, I should have had this open. I am not a prepared man. If you go to loswarmachine.com slash warmachine-tournaments-1 you can see the community calendar. And this is a Google calendar that I'm putting together that has... All of the events that anybody wants to submit to me uh, on there. We've got quite a few. We've got every Warfare we can qualify. We've got some local steamrollers. Uh, anything that's War Machine or Monpoc related, please submit it. And it's really easy. You open Google, Google Calendars up. You make an event. And then you go to the, the three little dots that are the settings. And click Change Owner and enter loswarmahords at gmail.com. And that will give us ownership over it. And it will pop up on the calendar on the website. It also has every release 1st September and October on there with the date that they're supposed to release, so you know if models are legal for events that you're planning on going to. Uh, the other thing is we've got our Discord, which is a General War Machine Discord. You can find the link in the description below. Uh, it's a pretty well-moderated place where we uh, talk about the game and the cool things that we're doing with it. So yeah, and Jeff, you've got something you want to talk about.
1: Um, yeah, uh, we run a great event down in Portland every year called the I-5 Team team event i5 team whatever um (laughs) it's happening this year on october 12th and we still have a few team spots open i know we got a few teams coming down from canada at least one coming up from california Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun we run it every year um hope to see everyone down there
0: yeah i played in that the last three years i think and there's a reasonable chance that chandler and i will be showing up at it this year so sweet yeah come say hi if if we end up going um, I've also been asked to plug Attack X, which is coming up in September on the twenty-third. No. Twentieth. Twentieth. Hold on. I have the event calendar open. Why am I looking at this? 13th. I am really off tonight. The 13th of September is Attack X, which is in Kamloops, uh, British Columbia. It's a great event. The Masters Tournament is a Warfare Weekend qualifier slot, the N and an Iron Gauntlet qualifier slot. The champions event is a an iron gauntlet, bleh, iron gauntlet qualifier <laughs> and um it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm going chandler's going jeff's going right i am
1: definitely going so
0: yeah come say hi there's gonna be like two and a half wdc teams there from canada and the united states um lots of things to do and it's, it's just a great event i really really enjoy it every year so i can't recommend that enough
1: yeah this will be my first year going up to that
0: yeah it's a really good one i like it a lot All right. Well, with that, let's start talking about the NorCal Classic. So there was a team event and a solo masters. Did you play the same thing for both?
1: I did. I was lazy packing my bags. So I was originally actually going to play Grimkin for the team event because that's what my team wanted me to play. And then I was going to pack all my infernals and learn how to play infernals for the solo masters. mm. (laughs) But I didn't think it would necessarily be fair if I messed up a rule or something and that caused someone to lose. So I didn't want to do that, so I played Grimkin the entire time. Fair
0: enough. That that seems like a, a reasonable thing to do. Uh what were your lists, if
1: you don't mind um, me asking? Well, there was one important one, but yeah, my lists were uh my first list was King of Nothing, uh K Six Clockatrices, Um Baron Tunglick. I took three Gremlin Swarms because of the changeover to Oblivion, the requisition option got a little weird with that list that I had before. Mm-hmm. So I went with three Gremlin Swarms, a Glimmer Imp, a Rose, and I think that's it. No Krabbits? Uh Sorry, two Krabbits. I did take okay, two Krabbits as a rec option. Yep. Um, right. Yeah. So cool. my second list was Dreamer, Cage Rager, two Clockatrices, um, two Gorehounds, a Rattler, two Skin and four Gremlin Swarms, and a Death Knell, which I. Completely ripped off from Tat- Pat Dunford. From his, I was going to uh, say, that, that
0: sounds like a uh, very Pat Dunford-style <laughs> list. It
1: the is. The Gorehounds, particularly. Oh, I love Gorehounds. They're, they're so good. Oh, they're my favorite model. Well, <laughs> they're my favorite playstyle model, if you will. I That's love reasonable. dragging stuff around.
0: Yeah. Yeah, My uh, so I played Grimkin at the, the lock and load that they were released at. And yeah. I, I was pretty instantly sold on Gorehounds because in an Iron Arena game, one got to sit behind a forest... And walk out of the forest, kill two models, and sprint back for four turns in a row. It was yeah. glorious.
1: That's that's a thing.
0: <laughs> yep, that was great. Yeah. All right, so you say that there was one important
1: list. Which one was it? Uh, it was the Dreamer list. It's okay. So there were three team games on Friday, and then three solo Saturday and two solo uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I dropped Dreamer in every single matchup. Okay,
0: so was the so. King list mostly just there to like? try to force people to drop their anti-clockatrice list or something then
1: exactly it was kind of to scare people out of out of whatever or just to frighten people Um, right
0: because if you haven't played into that list that list is a kick in the nards
1: it really is i mean i played against you with the lock and load pre-party and you kind of destroyed it but i have a feeling you had some experience there
0: Actually, no. That was my first. Time.
1: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh,
0: but I have played a lot of Grimkin, and I kind of knew what was going on. And also, we discovered the hilarious King of Nothing Trump card plus Supreme Guardian interaction uh, that day. I
1: don't remember that.
0: You don't? Okay. So for those of you that have not heard about this story, and I'll remind you: Supreme Guardian charges in, kills a beast. You trigger Taste of Ash. Taste of Ash kills D three Immortals. Gives a Supreme Guardian those D3 souls. Supreme Guardian kills another War Beast, And by the end of that activation, that Supreme Guardian killed three Clockatrices, a Cage Rager, like two or three
1: Kravitz. Oh no. Something else. I'm glad I don't remember that. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it, it was pretty gross. So. Uh, so very cool. Um, yeah, that didn't happen to me. <laughs> okay. Not, that, not, not in NorCal. Um, yeah. But yeah. All
0: right. So. Well, uh, why don't you quickly touch on the team event, and then we'll we'll spend a little bit more time on the master. Oh, actually, hold on. I want to ask you some questions about your lists. Yeah, yeah. So you brought the King of Nothing list as sort of like your this is my scary list. What are you going to drop into it? When could you pretty much always tell what people were going to drop into you because of that?
1: Um, not not particularly. I'm really comfortable with Dreamer. I've been playing yeah. her pretty much nonstop for oh man, about a year and a half now. So, it's kind of, I don't know, it really wasn't up until the very last game that it mattered what my opponent was dropping. Because either of my lists, I felt, could handle most anything I was going into, um, except for one of the games in the team event. And then, I mean, Dreamer, Dreamer is Dreamer. She's so good uh, by herself, and just, I can play her into just about anything. There's a few matchups that are just awful for me like Haley 2 just stomps me
0: <laughs> yeah actually uh, Brandon Owens and I have been discussing Haley 2 as a <laughs> Grimkin and uh, Retribution answer for uh, for the last couple of weeks
1: yeah I don't I don't know I, I feel like with Oblivion and the movement towards or at least in my brain at least movement towards uh, Bump and getting the Grave Ghouls into lists and things like that that the the Haley matchup isn't quite as scary anymore
0: no, and that, that actually leads me to my second question. Why no bump list? Isn't isn't that theme force really good now?
1: <laughs> it is. Um, I didn't have time to practice it. That's really okay. all it was. Okay. I have I have my Grave Ghouls. I'm super excited to put them on the table. I just haven't done it. Okay, that's
0: totally fair. I, uh, Yeah, I, I'm very excited for for new bump. Uh, there's a lot of things in it that I think are, are uh, really interesting to play.
1: Wanderer and Grave Ghoul just sing to me. Right. It's so awesome. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Anything in
0: Grave Ghoul is really yeah. good.
1: Well, yeah, and dropping like the King of Nothingless. If you take it out of Dark Menagerie, dump it into Bump, uh, you can drop the Cage Rager because he's kind of eh. You don't really need him. Maybe even drop a Clockatrice or two, and now you have all this other, all these other tools you can play with, and it's just it's so much better. Right,
0: because you can bring the Cloud Wall, which is good. You can bring Nice Layers, which don't need the Cloud Wall anymore. Yeah. Um, you can protect your casts or your mad ca- mad caps mad caps <laughs> those ones uh, with um, with the cloud wall and, and still get the corpses for the grave ghouls who can just basically be wherever they want to be
1: that's right you can totally just feed the grave ghouls with mad caps that's yep. so great <laughs> it's so great
0: yeah brett's favorite thing to do turn 1 i've played against a couple of games on vassal now is he he brings like one or two pairs of cask imps and he deploys them and then he spawns more base to base with those and then one of the um the members of the unit walk up behind and, and shoot the cluster in the back with their bomb. And then that just is like, Oh look, like D three plus two
1: corpses for my grave ghoul turn one. <laughs> Seems okay. Yep. <laughs> like how are you gonna <laughs> knock him down? Oh, never mind. There you go. Yep. Yeah, basically.
0: So um. So the the bump, the, the king of nothing, and oh, what what arcana? Did you find that you were relying on particular arcana? I know sacrifice is almost a given at this point. Yeah, percent um, because clockatrices are just so incredibly good with it. But it, was there another arcana that sort of you kept coming back to um, across the weekend?
1: No, actually, what's kind of what was kind of fun for me is, I mean, all fall down, obviously, dreamer. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. sacrifice. 100% of my matches I took it and then I got that third one to play with and I was able to kind of customize it to my matchups and in some of them I failed miserably but mm-hmm. in a few of them it came it was really important uh which are con- my third choice mm-hmm. so I I flipped between like a cursed uh shroud um ruined yep. and think that's it those are those are probably my three that i kind of go to and when i don't know what to do i'll take ill omens
0: okay have you had any uh experimentation with pandemonium or, i have no, 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 lab labyrinth sorry not
1: oh i've i've played with labyrinth quite a bit uh especially with clockatrices and stacking that up and it's super fun against scorn just completely like <laughs> paralyzing and shutting their beasts down sure um i didn't run into Scorn all weekend so i got super lucky in that regard that's fair um but yeah against like Troll Beast Bricks against Scorn, against any other, like, Beast-heavy army. Paralyzing Labyrinth plus uh, uh, Clock and animus is just brutal.
0: Yeah. Or even into, like, Medium infantry that wants to clump up, like Shock Troopers or Champs or things like that, where you can paralyze three or four of them and then pop the yeah. animus and also Labyrinth on top of it, like Shock Troopers go to
1: speed zero. Yeah. Um, it i'm trying to think on my matchups i played against uh cole grima and uh and i i went into the champs but it, for whatever reason i never got a good line on him to get him paralyzed mm-hmm. so it it wouldn't have come up but i don't think i really popped many arcana in that matchup anyway yeah
0: and that seems more like a ruin matchup
1: anyway it really is <laughs> yeah okay
0: all right well that's, i think that's all the questions i got so why don't you talk about uh the team event
1: cool uh, so the team event was Friday. We we flew in Thursday night and had a ton of problems getting down to San Francisco, which is funny because we're like an hour and a half away um, by air. Uh, yeah. But our plane was delayed by like two or three hours, and oh, while man. we were waiting at the airport, one of our team members' his car got broken into, so we had to go take care of that. So we lost our team member at like eleven or ten thirty at night, and wow. so we reached out to. Uh, to Alec the organizer of NorCal and we're like hey uh anyone looking for a teammate and we ended up getting him uh to, <laughs> to replace uh our our team uh captain actually which is kind wow. of wow so we went down there and we started playing um or we went down there we got checked in and everything we started playing and my first round was against Cole grima and uh the guy I was playing against Rafael he's a local down there Super nice guy, and it seemed like he was kind of new into Grimkin. So mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, when I sit down across from someone, I'm like, so if you, you have any questions, they're like, oh, I don't know much about Grimkin. I'm like, yay, I win. Um, that, that is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need experience in this matchup to really do well in it, typically. Yep. Um, but anyway, so I played against him. He dropped Cole Grim in to me, and I left him a perfect line on one turn okay. where he could spray his own, uh, whelp mm-hmm. and pop dreamer with the, uh, with the sprays. Okay. And it turned out, uh, he failed the assassination run, but it, it got me down to like two or three boxes and one roll here or there. And I would have been dead. So wow. he played it really well. I didn't take ruined. Um, I had my cage rager out of alignment, uh, to arcane vortex, and I just I I feel like I played it really bad, or I had my positioning really bad. I was able to take him out, but it was not
0: really a great close. game by
1: me. <laughs> yeah, really close. Good game by him. Hmm. Um, and then in the second round, I got paired into uh, men off player playing Harbinger, oh uh, Harbinger and Adjudicator, and I he had some other stuff. I don't really remember what his list was.
0: Was it Faithful Masses or was it Exemplar Interdiction? Um did he have paladins or not? He did. He had the official masses.
1: Okay, there you go. Yeah, the new unit. Mm-hmm. Um first time I played into that, by the way. So that was uh interesting.
0: Oh yeah, that's like playing into Grimkin for the first time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um it was a grind though. I don't remember what scenario we were on, but it the game ground all the way to like ten minutes each um, Wow. for each of us, and his judicator sat on the left side. Uh, square zone, Mm -hmm. and I was basically just harassing it with two gremlin swarms and a gore hound the entire game. (laughs) That's amazing. One one thing that was weird about it was he he gave the Judicator magic weapons uh, from the objective, and Mm -hmm. he's like, if I trample, will it be magical? I'm like, "I, I honestly don't know. So he called the judge over, and no, if you trample, it's not magical, but if you sweep, it is. So he swept and killed both the gremlin swarms, and that's the only thing the Judicator killed the entire game. Wow. Uh, so I felt good about that. Yeah. But I got a Clockatrice onto Harvey. Um, Harby decided to attack the Clockatrice in melee and uh, ended up time-stuttering it. Oh. And so it just, you know, healed and charged her and murdered her the next turn. Yeah. Because that happens. Yep. Uh, uh, it turns um,
0: out you can still be paralyzed if you're <laughs> our divine, right?
1: Apparently. Um yeah, so that one, I took a picture of the very end. It's just a clockatrice and Harvey right next to each other. I'm like, ah, oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that was my, I think that was my only clockatrice assassination, which is crazy. Um, yeah,
0: those guys assassinate real well, normally, huh?
1: Yeah, it's kind of what they do. Uh, my third round, I went into McKay, and so after the second round, my team was one and one at the time. I'm like, I'm gonna play king of nothing and just have a. I kill you or you kill me. It's going to be a twenty-minute game, and we're done. And then they drop me into Crucible Guard, and I'm like looking at his list, I'm like he's got McKay, and I think Sylvester. I'm like he's not dropping Sylvester into me; he's dropping McKay into me. Yeah, and of course he does. So I had to drop Dreamer, mm-hmm. um, and that was just a grind of a game, like the third grind of a game that day. And this venue was is, is hot; I'm sweating profusely, and for whatever reason, I didn't bring water with me that day. No, <laughs> so I'm. Dehydrated and uncomfortable, but having fun, oddly enough. Um, so it's another grind game. It gets down to virtually no clock on either side. Mm-hmm. And he had, like in the first two turns, he had obliterated half my army. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, I'm able to take out his Raelist interceptor. I'm able to clear like the entire right side of the board and go up on scenario. And both of us, at the end of the game, I I ended up winning, I think, a clock. But at the end of the game, we're both looking at each other like, how did that even happen? Like, when did the tide turn in this game that allowed you to do that? And I wish I remembered these games better, but like I said, I was dehydrated and it's been a little while. So I really don't. I just remember the the general of it. Yep. Um, So that was the end of day one. And it was... uh, We all went out to some amazing uh, Korean barbecue and soju. Very nice. Yeah, it was like a two-hour all-you-can-eat Korean barbecue. It was amazing. Oh, dang. That sounds Uh, great. It it really was. So we drank a lot of soju. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so day one of the Solo Masters, of course, I wake up hungover because I was already uh, dehydrated to begin with, and I drank a ton of soju. So hungover, go in, go in get to playing right mm-hmm. so round one i go up against um guy named lucky moniker and what's interesting is before i went down for norcal my friend in west seattle uh messaged me and said hey if you run into this guy in the team event say hey and it ended up i ran into him in the first round of the solo masters which is way more random yep. but he's playing uh uh rahera and cricks oh which- interesting was yeah i was like huh okay but he had a uh, uh barathrum uh two stalkers an arc node and then a bunch of satixis st- so he's sure. playing in uh the satixis theme. Mm-hmm. um and i looked at him I'm like barathrum's the only one that can really hurt me uh even with manifest destiny the stalkers are eh, they're okay mm-hmm. but uh i don't i don't feel like that list really turns him up that much maybe i'm wrong i don't know um Manifest Destiny and Black Spot, but... Eh. Is
0: that is that the theme force that gives them Gangfighter? That, that yeah. one got merged?
1: I think so, yeah. Okay. So I mean, yeah. That's, that's not there nothing. There you go. Yeah. Uh, if there are any statistics, I'll have to use it. Sure. Um, <laughs> so basically, he goes first, and he, he runs up at me. I mm-hmm. advance and kind of stay out of a lot of his threat ranges. And he decides that... He's gonna jam. Sorry, I took a Sacrifice and Ruin on this one. I thought that ruining Manifest Destiny would be cute.
0: That is actually really cute. I Uh I like that a lot.
1: (laughs) So yeah, he comes in and he jams me, and I'm able to clear out most of the jam with Gorehounds, and then I send the Rattler in and he just Pac-Mans through most of a unit. I think there's at the end of that, there's like one guy or one Satixis left on the right hand unit and like five on the left.
0: And it yeah. opened up.
1: <laughs> and it opened up a path to Barathrum for my skin moan. So I send him, and I murder Barathrum. I take out the Arc node. The Arc node box is on the Arc node. The Arc node guy is still there. Mm-hmm. And I end up scoring two that turn. Like a, uh, it was on bunkers, so two square zones and three flags in the middle. Mm-hmm. So I'm contesting his zone with either a Gremlin swarm or a uh, or a Phantasm. I don't remember which, honestly. And then. I score and I score and pass it over to him. And he takes a little while looking. And so there's Dreamers in the center of the square zone. Mm-hmm. Um, to the left of her is a, a building an obstruction. And then on the other side of that, a little bit away, is a stalker. And I wasn't uh, thinking, but he has mobility. Right. And that turns stalkers up to a 14 and a half inch walk jump threat. That's pretty good. It's super good um so he measures out in a straight line from his stalker to dreamer 14 and a half inches and it's like 14 and a quarter and i'm like uh dreamer has elusive up this might go either way let's see and he moves his stalker up and what we neither of us took into account was the in order to get to dreamer he would have had to walk through the house
0: right because the angle of the building right
1: exactly yeah so he gets up there he's like oh this is done i concede so that was the end of the first game. We rolled it out like if he had actually gotten to me afterwards. And it uh-huh. was like, first shot hit, I transfer it. Second shot, he misses, and Dreamer dodges away. Done. Well, there you go. Um,
0: Humorous anecdote. I have also had Dreamler, Dreamer Rattlers go absolutely nuts against the Texas. Um, a couple <laughs> of, like, two years ago, ATC. Yeah, it must have been, because I didn't play Grimkin last time. Uh, I played into Asphyxius 1 with, like, triples of Texas, Like, two Raiders and a, an ambushing unit. Yeah. And so I just—I was playing a double rattler v- variant, and I just body blocked with my cage ragers and my skin and moans, and then he like bounced off of those, and both of my rattlers killed about 19 models each, and he didn't have anything left.
1: That is wonderful. Yep. It's such rattlers a good model. are glorious. They—they—they they, they can get a lot of work done. And uh, later on, I had a game that the rattler saved me completely. Nice.
0: Well, the the best thing is. Grimkin players have largely stopped playing them, so almost nobody seems to know what they do anymore. Oh, have you ever put a countercharge up on Dreamer? No, but that's a, oh no, but that's really sweet tech.
1: It's super cute. Like Butcher charges in, you countercharge him, and now he's stationary. Yep, yep. <laughs> you go. It's uh, too bad Manifest Destiny is not around. It's only a turn, but still, it's cute.
0: I don't think that would work on her gun though, since it's I think Manifest Destiny is melee attack only. Humbly. Yeah,
1: you're right. It wouldn't work on a gun. All right. It doesn't matter. It's only a turn anyway. I've never. Yeah. Eh. Anyway, it's cute. I don't know how good it is. Yeah. All right. Um, so that was round one. That's round, round one. So I'm feeling pretty good. I go into round two and I'm the pair down. So I'm oh. like, oh, cool, I guess. And I run into Raphael again. The guy had played in the first round of the team event playing Cole Grimma. And oh, he's sure. like, haha, I'm dropping Cole Grimma into you. And I'm like, haha, I learned things. I'm going right. to take Ruin this time, and <laughs> not uh, whatever I took the time before. I don't even remember. Um, so we we start playing the game. Uh, he runs up. I go in. I do my Artifice to, to cover, because he has two, I guess. Why am I casting Artifice? Oh, he had a bomber. That's why. So yeah, I, I was was say, he probably down. had
0: the double bomber or the single bomber
1: battle group. It's single bomber, he had two... Uh, two units of Fire Eaters, a uh, unit of champs with uh, Scaldi and a Sorcerer, which is I would highly recommend, especially against Dreamer. Yep, um, It's nothing funner than getting Enfeeble on a unit of champs. Um, and then he had a Fire Eater and a Feral Geist and some other things. So, okay. he comes up, I go up, I, I drop my my Artifice down. Um, this is on Spread the Net, by the way. Um, Round two, he had his bomber on the left side square zone that I'm contesting with gremlin swarms and mm-hmm. a gore hound. Uh Let me see.
0: Did he have the cold stone or the regular stone?
1: He had the cold stone.
0: Oh, that's really bad for him.
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah. He had no way to take care of my gremlin swarms, so other they were than kind of cold
0: gremlin a... herself, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. kind of I kind of abused in this game because. I spread out my gremlin swarms and, and pushed them kind of into his face so that he couldn't be spraying at Dreamer. He had If he wanted to score anything, he'd have to take shots at the gremlin swarms. Right. Um, well,
0: I guess he also had a sorcerer, right? So he could have given the champion a magic weapons if he wanted to.
1: Oh, yeah, fair. I didn't even think about that. He didn't. Uh, no. his, I,
0: he, his... he probably didn't think about that either. I don't think that rule <laughs> comes up very often.
1: Nah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, his champion had also died pretty quick to a combination of skin and moans and a Rattler. Hmm. Yep. So they they came down dead center. I put the skin and into them and, and did a bunch of damage and I had my death knell sitting there to just be a jerk. Sure. Um and then send the rattler in, and I think at the end of the game he ended up with like a scaldy and maybe one champion left. But um What was neat about this game is I had my skin and set up in such a way on the left hand side that if what was it? I pushed the skin into the left hand zone. That's what it was to contest mm-hmm. the zone. And he had, in order to get the bomber to him, there was a cloud between the two. He had, the only way he could do it is to trample over there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, three, three POW 16 attacks. Meh. That's not really going to do a whole lot. Six, right? Yeah. So we need sevens to hit and POW 16 dice off three. Uh, right. I don't think the death knell was up there. So dice off three.
0: And this is the spread this is spread the net you said. So it's like way off on the side and if he does that, his bomber's completely supportless because the krillstone's not rotating.
1: Uh the krillstone's basically dead center. So okay. if he comes in, he's actually getting closer. His bomber's been pretty much out of the out of the aura of the entire game. Okay. Pre- I think he was playing his bomber to virtually try and assassinate me and that's all he was over there for. What was mm-hmm. kind of cool though is on the left hand side there are two forests with kind of a path in between them. Mm-hmm. that I could park Dreamer in and pretty much be safe from his sprays. Oh, that's so awesome. I was waiting for him to come up with uh, Cole Grima and do some sprays and then teleport back so I could ruin the teleport because you can only cast it once. Right. And be like, ha ha, I got you. Um, but he didn't do that. He comes over and he comes over to the left-hand zone and sprays uh, a Gremlin Swarm. I'm like, huh, I'll use i Fall Down. So oh, he teleports no. back and Grima gets knocked on her bum. Yep. And I'm like, I have a skin and moans like two inches away from cold Grimma the the bomber came over, he trampled to the skin and moans, and he took out his mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I spent a lot of time thinking like, oh, I got to heal his mind. I'm like, wait a second. That's only one bone picker. That's to hit.
0: Oh well, yeah, that's bone right.
1: Picker, but I auto hit you if you're knocked down. So right. that's the point. <laughs> yeah. So, um. Uh, I went over him and basically put Colgrim in the dirt and that was the end of that one. Uh nice. That was pretty fun. I felt like I I learned a lot from our match before how the how he plays and how Colgrim kind of plays into me. I don't have a lot of experience into her, even though I played her before. Mm-hmm. So
0: I think anyway. it's really interesting how like so the Dreamer's f- trump card is like widely considered to be the worst one, I think.
1: Oh I used it to such great effect all day. It's so good sometimes.
0: Yeah, but but like then it's it's just if their caster comes in to kill something, right? You yeah. just trigger it, and it's like, oh. I've, oh. <laughs> I think I've killed Siege 2 three or four times with it. Yeah. I mean, the the get-in-your-face casters, except for ones like maybe Makeda 3, who can be not knockdownable. Yeah. Um, it's just like, do you want to come here?
1: <laughs> do you? <ya?" laughs> come on. Come kill yep. this gremlin swarm. You know you want to spend... Th- kill three points to lose the game. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's surprisingly effective. And I, I was at my uh, local store today and I saw somebody running dreamer and bump and I'm like, okay, it feels like with the, with the changeover to oblivion, you can actually maybe pull that off really well and use that arcana to way more effect. Sure. I don't know. I haven't played it. I haven't really seen it yet, but
0: you know, I think so. The Nace Slayers predict themselves, which is great. Mirage on Nace is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um if you're like if your battle group is like Clockatrice, Clocatrice Rattler or something, then Manifest Destiny is still relevant and you don't need the corpse collection like the skin and do. Yeah. Artifice protects something real good, like your grave ghouls and your uh malady men. Mm. I can see it. It's pretty good.
1: Yeah, I'm usually using artifice to uh to protect Dreamer, though. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah. Um, if she's back far enough, put it on the grave ghouls. I don't know. I I'd have to play it. I don't really know. Yeah. All right. Um anyway, so round three comes around and I'm paired into Circle. Oh uh, fun. Yeah. Uh my Ryan McEnry and he's playing Iona. Um and he dropped obviously Thorn. Um, but he has a Storm Raptor in the list. What was his pair? Um Do you remember? i I don't. I want to see if his list is on here really quick. Sure. Um So I've
0: thought about the Grimkin matchup with Circle a fair amount. Uh and I don't necessarily think that Tharn is the
1: correct answer. I kind of agree with you, but I have a really bad record into Tharn. So Yeah.
0: Well I should I should rephrase that. I don't think Iona Tharn is, is the correct job. I, I think Wormwood or Balder One Tharn is probably a lot more interesting. Um, but
1: Wormwood is fun. Um, not f- well. Not fun. Wormwood is interesting. <laughs> um, taking Bruin to shut down the uh, Cassius teleport is cute. Well, sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not necessarily a fun matchup for me. I don't know. I've only done the King six clock into it, and for the most part, they didn't really care too much after the feat was gone. Right. So, yeah. Um, I don't know what he what he was paired with. Um. Okay. No yeah. worries. Anyway, he dropped curious. Iona. Um, and his list was, uh, double thorn. Um, oh, did Blood weavers, the well? probably. oh yeah, of course. Blood weavers. He probably um, had the
0: well. I feel like every circle player under
1: the sun's playing it. <laughs> I think he had the well and, and I know he had a storm Raptor. Yep. So, oh, maybe he didn't have, I don't think he had the well, actually. Sorry. Oh, really? I, I'm pretty sure he had this. I know he had the storm Raptor cause it's very relevant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um anyway so we were on recon two i think okay. and i took uh a cursed to kind of shut down the tharn mm-hmm. sacrifice and of course the trump all fall down yep um and this was the last round of the day so i'm just tired right <laughs> um, but i am starting to recover from the hangover at this point <laughs> <laughs> um so he has lord of the feast in there so turn one we kind of uh go at each other and on this one I was like, OK, if I, if I swing hard, I want to say if I swing hard left, I can take that zone and then just kind of push and mm-hmm. see how that goes. And so I start, the way I unpack, the way I unpacked it was with that in regard. Like I'm mm-hmm. dropping Artifice down on my skin and my, on my uh, K-Dredger and a Clockatrice. I'm putting Dodge onto, or sorry, Elusive onto Dreamer. Um, everything... Like I have a standard unpacking I do that is basically all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets a Lord of the Feast up on turn two and gets a shot into the Cage Rager, which for whatever reason I wasn't expecting. I thought he would shoot my now. Sure. Uh, so I had a Grim. I had a, a Shield Guard set up for that, and I had a Shield Guard set up for Dreamer. But if I Shield Guard a Dreamer, he still hits her. So um, because the Shield Guard was too close. Right. So he hits a cage rager, teleports over, uh, gets a shot on Dreamer, gets a shot on my death knell, and gets a shot on the cage rager. And I'm like, eh, okay. He's not as scary as he used to be, so whatever. I'll well,
0: if he's actually in melee with you, he's just as scary as he used to be, but...
1: That's true. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty, pretty ineffectual. Like, he didn't get the cockatrices with Grievous Wounds, which is what I'm really worried about. Mm-hmm. Um, he got a cage rager, which... He's gonna hang back anyway. Sure. Uh, Dreamer, I can I can live another round before I pop sacrifice and the death knell. I I honestly don't care. Um, so he gets him in there and he does all that and then, so there's a cloud in the middle of the table, mm-hmm. and his storm raptor is behind it. He comes through. He starts popping shots. How did this play out? Um, oh, that's right. The cloud, in the, he comes through with the bird. He starts popping shots and he burns down a couple of my models. I honestly don't remember which ones. Sure. Uh, but I still have uh, Skin and moans. I still have my Cage Rager. I still have uh, at least one Glockatrice left. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes out and, okay, so my next turn, I kind of open up and that cloud is there and his bird had repositioned back behind it. So there's a cloud in between me and the bird for, for, uh, dreamer right so i charge the bird with uh skinemones do some damage to it and the skin skinemones goes full on for fury uh run a gremlin swarm and base to base with it and so the bird is sitting there and i'm like okay well he'll be at minus one to hit if he tries to shoot anything or he has to get out of there we'll see how things go and dreamer's sitting there she's incorporeal she has elusive on her i think she's camping one or two mm-hmm. um and she's just there. And for whatever reason it didn't click that the bird can just, you know, fly away and shoot Dreamer down or just shoot Dreamer from where he's at. <laughs> um, so on his turn, and by this point he is way overthinking Arcana. Like every turn he's probably spending five or ten minutes thinking about my Arcana, which is Well, I mean insane. it is
0: round three of the day and
1: Yeah, true. And he had just played Aaron Allen and beaten him the round oh. four. So, yeah, so
0: he was probably already pretty mentally taxed because that's yeah. not an easy thing to do.
1: No. <laughs> um, let me see. I have a few notes from the match written down. I want to see where I'm at here. Sure. Um, so he he's thinking the Arcana. He's considering how I'm going to use uh, a Cursed, which I totally should have done when he hit my Cage Rager. But I didn't <laughs> even think about it. Probably. Um, yeah. I ended up not popping it. And right after that, I'm like, oh man, I totally meant to pop a curse right there. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. he spends a lot of time doing it and he's thinking, he's thinking, he's thinking, he's like, okay, this skin and has to go. Skin mones is a, uh, is full. He's got four, four fury on him. Mm-hmm. Dreamer has one fury on her. Oh, I see he's where he's is going. <laughs> he's going to shoot dreamer to death. So he murders the skin mones. I pull three fury onto my caster. And he's like, no, no, And the assassination runs over. And basically, he spent so much of his clock thinking about my Arcana, thinking about the assassination. It's just the game is going to happen on clock. I I think I had like 20 or 30 minutes to his 5 or 10 minutes.
0: Oh, that's a real bad place to be.
1: Yeah. So I kind of brick up, and we keep doing kind of the circle, scoring, 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 back and forth. And on turn 6, he runs out of time. And I think the score was like 6-6. By that point, yeah. Um, after all that was done, we put the assassination attempt into odds machine. It was like ninety eight percent.
0: Oh, that's bad.
1: Yeah, even like if he had just ignored the skin and and just shot Dreamer. Sure. So,
0: I have a question about like that that kind of matchup in general. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned you didn't end up popping a curse with the death knell in your list, which isn't like what every person everybody's running with their dark menagerie list right now. Do you think you even need to take uh, a curse in that matchup? Because I'm thinking um, about it. And that death knell speed 6, right? Yeah. And it's got a 5-inch Entropic Force aura? Correct. So you can just threat 17 inches of no healing. And then if they kill your death knell, they're wasting resources on your death knell instead of models that kill things.
1: Um, I could see that, and you're probably right. Uh what usually happens with me is the death knell is so entrenched behind my lines and I use it a lot to block line of sight to dreamer. Mm, okay. Um, that I like having this support piece. Coming from trolls into Grimkin, I my brain is still this is my stone. I keep my stone alive. Um, I usually don't lose it that often. But it has. Fair. it's happened. <laughs> um, That's interesting
0: because like when Brett and I were testing, oh admittedly this is pre-clockadrice. Um, okay. When we were testing Iona into Grimkin for War Machine Weekend last year, like one of the the staple things that we always did was breed and call, put prey on the death knell and run at it, like for the first two turns. And if you can kill the death knell really fast before it gets to do anything, it's really bad. But then we like, towards the end of our testing, we found out that if the death knell just screams into your lines and puts this big old, like, no healing aura down and then you get to just go to work with a rattler or something it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, I I get your point and you're probably right, but I don't know, I just feel like to keep that plus two armor is really good especially up into uh Iona's feet. And then being able to apply a cursed in a 14 inch bubble from dreamer. It's yeah. I mean, yeah, it's only one turn, and then you use the death knell for all that stuff. But I, I'm really curious. I, I might actually try that the next time I go into. Diana. Yeah. Well,
0: because I'm just thinking, like, if you drop a curse, you can take pandemonium or something, for example. Mm. Or uh, pandemonium is probably not the right one because the chiefs end up so far back. But like, oh yeah, something that, that's a little more defense. Like ill Labyrinth's omens useless. is good. Labyrinth is pretty bad, but ill omens is pretty good. Um, yeah. Uh, or
1: maybe like even the shadow. Right. Like depending on their list. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't really used the shadow just because I running large beast brick. It's kind of hard to set up. Yeah, that's true. And it's a command range one.
0: All right. And she's only a, like a
1: seven or something, right? Seven, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. But yeah, anyway, so that was the end of day one. Um, Mm -hmm. I was undefeated, obviously. The uh people I came with, uh one of them was two and one, the other one was two and one actually. And they were like, Okay, well we want to go to the Winchester mansion uh tomorrow. And I'm like, Yeah, that sounds sounds super fun. Uh it's a uh Mansion of the Winchester Widow. She thought all the people killed by gun violence were haunting her, so she made this crazy, elaborate mansion with stairs that go nowhere and whatnot. Interesting. And it's down there, so we, I'm like, yeah, I want to go see that. That sounds really weird. Um, <laughs> so as soon as I, I won't drop if I'm undefeated. So as soon as I get, as soon as I lose tomorrow, I'm done, and we'll go do this thing. So day two rolls around, and my first matchup is into Ryan Saul and he's playing, I can pull up this list here, he has Assyria and uh, Gareth 2. And Mm -hmm. I played into Gareth 2 a bit and I feel like um, Shroud is super important in that matchup. Um, Does he have an out for stealth? No, not really. Oh, that's bad. Like, if I can get him to pop a Krabbit under his feet and pop stealth, I basically nullify his feet. Right. And it lasts for a round, so you nullify his next turn too. Uh does it last for a oh, round? Oh yeah, yeah. It does yeah. last for a round. So it nullifies it on on his activation or mine. Oh that's right. You can't shield guard on your own turn. No, oh, um, no, you can't. You can't do no, that. Which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's super weird. Um so it's on anarchy. And this was an interesting game. So there's a there's a building kind of dead center in my deployment zone it's a little to the right and it's blocking um the circle zone on the right hand side so my objective's right right next to it i chose sides because i wanted that like little cubby to put a gremlin swarm and maybe a gore hound Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so i could mess with the right hand zone and then the left side is kind of open And then he has a building back near his deployment zone to hide Assyria behind the entire game. Spoiler. Sure. Um, (laughs) So he took a treasure chest. And before the game, he's like, I'm going to take treasure chest and I'm not going to use it once. I'm like, great. Oh, and I took the healing objective every single round.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Um,
1: So the game starts out and I move up. And there's a cloud, sorry, there's a cloud in the, the line of sight blocking train in the middle of the table. And he, t- mm-hmm. yeah, he took treasure chests. So his only way to see through clouds is a serious feat. Mm-hmm. And Apparatus is sitting behind the cloud. The Dawn Mower is to the right of him. And there's Sentinels on the left coming into the circle zone. And there's Dusters on the right coming into that circle zone. He's got some Ghost Snipers and some other models that okay. I don't really remember. Um, sure. So on the on turn two, I'm like, okay, if I put a Clockatrice up here, he's going to have to feed to charge it with imperatus. and everybody likes to kill a Clockatrice, and imperatus can really do it with sidestep, so am I willing to sacrifice a Clockatrice to kill Imperatus? The answer is, yeah, yes. totally. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'll put him up there accidentally, quote-unquote, uh, in range of imperatus, because obviously you can't see him. Um and then to the right of him a little bit, I have a gremlin swarm, and then I have a gorehound both sitting behind uh, the building, but they're pretty far apart. So in order to like do imperative stuff, you'd have to get some super awesome activation. So he comes, he pops feet. He does exactly what I want him to do, which is always a great feeling. Yep. He pops feet. He comes in. Uh, sorry, he pops feet. He comes in with his uh, dawn mower and shoots up the clock pretty bad. And so the Clockatrice is now, like, he stuttered once and not, not looking so great. And my thought was, well, I might be able to stutter away and keep him alive, but I couldn't. So Imperatus comes in, he finishes off the Clockatrice, he goes over and kills the Gremlin Swarm, and he still has two uh, focus left on him, and he can't sidestep anywhere meaningful, so he sidesteps towards my brick. Um, okay. And I'm like, okay, when he kills the Gremlin Swarm, I'm like, huh, I'll use all fall down. So I use yeah. all four Imperatus gets knocked down. I'm like, okay, cool. And something that I'd forgotten here is... Uh, I'll get to it. So on my turn, of course, I do Manifest Destiny. I so go hold on... Is, like is huh?
0: Imperatus' activation like, the most basically meaningful thing that he did on his
1: feet turn? Oh, I I apologize. Yeah, I skipped a lot, didn't I? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Imperatus comes in. He does this thing on the left-hand side. The Sentinels' mini-feet, they come in... They almost kill the Clockatrice. They get him down to like three boxes. Yikes. And so he's like, oh, ghost snipers, auto three points of damage. Woo, I'm going to do this. So he brings a ghost sniper over, shoots the first one and misses. Brings the second oh, no. one over, shoots the Clockatrice. And I'm like, ah, shield guard, grab it. Bink. So the Clockatrice is left on three boxes sitting over there. And I'm like, yay.
0: That's so, the worst possible outcome <laughs> for somebody else.
1: Yes, yeah, so I need to figure out a way to trick him into popping. uh, sacrifice at this point. Right.
0: On the next turn, because you already the next used
1: uh, Awful Down, right? Exactly. Yep. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, and the dusters, they basically just occupied the zone. They didn't... Um, yeah, they must have just occupied the zone. Maybe I put the Gorehound over there and they killed it. Uh, it was turn two, so no, it wasn't scoring time yet. So the Gorehound wasn't over there yet. So my turn two, um, I for whatever reason... I, I made a lot of mistakes in this game. <laughs> For whatever reason, I'm like, huh. I want to use Abyssal Gate on Imperitus to bring him closer. So I did that. I honestly don't remember why. Oh, I remember. I wanted to be able to Animus with the skin and moans, kill Imperitus, and then move to contest. Or move I mean, to get that's into melee. a reasonable thing to do. But but I didn't measure it. So ah. I, I pull Imperitus closer and realize, oh, I can't actually do this. So I send one, one skin and months into Imperatus, and I take him down to zero boxes, and he Phoenix Protocols back up. And I'm like, oh, crap, I totally forgot about that. And thinking back <laughs> on the game, he was totally within five inches of the uh, death knell, by the way. Right, yeah. So, oh, well, my bad. Forgetting rules happens. Uh, yep. So I send the Cage Rager in, he puts him into the ground, turns him into the uh, large base Phantasm, which runs into base-to-base with the uh, death knell. Or, sorry, with the uh, Dawn Mower. Right. And then I have uh, three of my Gremlin swarms run over into base to base with the Dawn Mower.
0: And real like, quick here, for, for those of you that are listening to the cast and have no idea what a Dawn Mower is, it's a Dawn Guard Trident, uh, the Retribution Battle
1: Engine. Uh, sorry about that. No worries. It's um, easy to
0: forget that not everybody knows what all
1: the slang is. So. That's true. I, it's the word I hear for it all the time. Um, yep. Anyway, so the. The Dongar Trident has three gremlin swarms and a large base phantasm on it. I'm able to clear enough to score my flag, and his sen- his sentinels are everywhere in the left hand zone. Um, there's not a lot I can do about it. They're they're dug in. I I do a little chippy damage here and there. I kill a couple of them, but they're they're mini defeated, so they don't right. die. Nope. Um. And I had my rattler go in on some of them. They he really didn't do a whole lot. So that's pretty much the end of that turn I end up scoring one, but I wasn't contesting his flag. Mm-hmm. So he scores one. And this is on anarchy, right? This is on anarchy. Okay. I'm like, crap. I, I know better than to not contest things. Um, so yeah, that's happening. And I'm, and I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, okay, we're still at like 50 minutes each. I'm looking at around at the scenario stuff. I'm like, I'm going to lose this game on scenario. He's going to score three points next turn easily. So mm-hmm. it'll be one to four, and then I don't know how I'm going to come back. So he sees the exact same thing. So he activates the Onguard Trident. He kills um, my objective. I sacrifice off the objective, heal everything back to full. That's always a good
0: feeling, isn't it?
1: <laughs> it is. I'm like, yeah, okay, you took my objective, but it's whatever. even
0: better when you get to sacrifice and heal your objective.
1: <laughs> That's true. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, he, he does when he activated it, it was like minus two speed, minus two damage. And I'm like, eh, okay, um, because the gremlin swarm effects don't stack. Right. So he does that and bulks up on the left hand side, just kind of keeps jamming in harder with his sentinels. I have my Gorehound over in his circle zone. His dusters come over and just kill it without Mm-mm. really any hesitation because. You know, right. Boosted the hit, gets through death fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, Imperius is gone, the ghost snipers stay put. He has like a mechanic or something on his flag, and he jams me out. He scores three. I'm like, okay, so in order to come back from this game, I have to clear the left hand zone. I have to kill his objective or get over there somehow. Or actually I have to clear the left hand zone. I have to contest hard. The the uh guard Trident has to go mm-hmm. and I have to just contest. I have to I have to do that. So uh Skin and Mons kills the guard Trident without really or sorry, that's not what happened first. Left hand side the the non mini feated sentinels now, the Rattler goes in and he had made this giant U of sentinels oh, around no. my uh, <laughs> around my uh clockatrice and i'm like right. huh okay well i i do my thing with uh dreamer and she, she actually ends me up shooting destiny. exactly she shoots one of the one of them to make him stationary mm-hmm. um because it's cute and then the rattler goes in and just murderates every single one of them
0: he's only I've... like dice off four at that point right
1: uh well they're armed 13 they're 15 uh, up to
0: 17 with 15, uh, uh... yeah and so, the way she's got an inviolable resolve, was that on them too? No. Okay, so only, f- so, only 17. Yeah.
1: Dice off 2, dice off 4. Yep. And with Manifest Destiny, uh, yeah. nothing. Uh, so I went all the way through every single one of them. I think I spent one Fury, um, which is just gross. Such a good feeling. It is, but here's where I screwed up. Or No, that's what I did. I put Dreamer into the zone, clear them all out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, crap, I have nothing to score my flag with anymore And he had ended up killing the uh, large base uh, Phantasm right. So I kill uh, The Dawnguard Trident Turn him into a Phantasm Run the Phantasm over to score my flag Get the mouse uh, The mouse and the pumpkin Had been spawned off some other things I uh, The mouse off the sentinel And the pumpkin off some, Oh, the uh, medium base Myrmidon That's not a harpy, I can't remember its name
0: uh, the Siren?
1: Uh, maybe.
0: Chimera? I, Aspis? Probably Chimera. Uh, it's, it's it's Assyria, so probably a Chimera.
1: Okay. Anyway, it died to basically a hard breeze. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, it died to a heavy, so yeah. Um, so I bring the... I bring him over to score the flag. I bring the large Phantasm over to score the flag. And I make this show of... Okay, well, this is an arc node, and I'm gonna run it all the way over there, and it's gonna mess with you next turn. I'm like, I'm measuring stuff off the arc node, making a big deal out of it. Like I'm gonna do something with it. I'm playing rolling, the mind games like crazy. trying to. He he knew exactly what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I get I get some stuff into contesting position, and all of a sudden the score starts it's three to five. Um he had iris as well, sorry. So at that point, the the dawn guard's gone. I have three. I have three gremlin zone, three gremlin swarms in his circle zone. Two of them are contesting the flag. He has two guys with magical weapons aside from Assyria. So I'm like, right. okay, he can clear out a couple of these things, but not all of these things.
0: Well, and Assyria doesn't even have magic weapons, and she has no offensive spells. She's just got, oh okay. She's got ancillary attack. She has no offensive anything.
1: Okay, well then I was in a better position than I thought I was. Um. Anyway, so. Uh, iris comes up and i think she hit her shot but it only did like two or three damage uh the solo with a magic sword comes up i don't remember what it was uh it comes up and it kills one gremlin swarm so i'm mm-hmm. still contesting both uh both his flag and his zone i'm scoring my flag in my zone and at this point the the points start to just kind of Go in a spread, so I bring dream over to the very edge of my circle zones to have as much control as I possibly can Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: we're running out of time. It's like two minutes to two minutes at this point. So It's the turns are going back Back and forth pretty quick. We're getting closer to turn seven and He has I want to say ten seconds left on his clock. I have a minute and I'm bringing a clockatrice in and I'm like oh, I have to clear his flag I don't know why I was thinking that probably because I was in a hurry and whatever, but I start taking these attacks on his, on the guy, um, scoring his flag and I'm not boosting him, and I'm missing every single attack. Mm-hmm. And I look at my clock. I'm like, Oh, I'm at 40 seconds. I'm like, huh? I run my skin and bones into his zone. I'm like, I should have just done that like a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, so I clock it back to him and he just times out and I. Ended up being like a ten to eight score or twelve to eight. It was ridiculous. Dang. It was that a really like really good game. game. It was it was so good. Um, kind of set the tone for me for coming back from behind. It was mm-hmm. insane. Oh, I enjoyed that one a lot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that ends, and I turn to Aaron Aaron Allen. I'm like, Hey, uh, what's for? Is it lunchtime now? He's like, Yeah, you got twenty minutes. I'm like, are, are you kidding me? Okay, so I go outside and have a bottle of water. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm ready for the next match. And I was kind of talking with the guys I came down with because I'm like, all right, I'm up against Matt Zealous. He has Kruger 2 and uh, Kaya 1. Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. wait. Kaya 1?
1: Wasn't it Kaya 1? Let me see.
0: If it's Kaya, man, I need to have this guy on Pillars of Salt because he's been having the most interesting lists I'm I've sorry. ever seen lately.
1: It was Morvana 1.
0: Okay, that makes a lot more
1: sense. <laughs> sorry about that. So. I'm looking at I'm like, okay, Morvana 1. And my friend had played him the day before in the team event. And he's like, yeah, he, he plays Morvana 1. All of his stuff ignores cover. Like he has the, the spear thrower uh, ladies and they ignore cover. And,
0: the spear throwers don't, but the uh, blood pack do.
1: Okay, sorry, the blood pack, they ignore cover. Anyway, the, the big thing that stuck in my head is they ignore cover. Mm-hmm. It's very important. <laughs> yep. um, and I looked, at, I looked at her card. I'm like, all right, I, I, I think I'm ready to play this matchup. So I go in there and he drops Kruger 2 into me. <laughs> um and I I honestly still to this I still haven't looked at Kruger 2's card. All I know is he has TK. Which TK, is,
0: gallows, lightning storm, um another random nuke. And yeah. I think that's it. I could be wrong, yeah. but I think
1: that's it. It's uh it's one of those casters that you kinda need to know what you're going against. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I knew he had TK, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to take ruin and sacrifice because I can ruin a TK. Uh, sacrifice is always Rebuke. an awful down.
0: That's the other one
1: he's got. Rebu- oh, really? Yep. Okay. Um, so the game starts. Um, I think I chose sides. Mhm. Yeah, he went first. So that's right. I chose sides because I didn't want no. Yeah, whatever. I went first. I apologize. I went first because I didn't want a storm raptor uh, breathing down my throat. So his list, by the way, was uh, Kruger II, two, two war- world wardens, two world weirds, uh, two stone shapers, bugtrog miss speaker, three gallows grove, Una running the storm raptor, feral Valkyries in the well. So on the right hand side of the board you have the well and you have the storm raptor. Mm-hmm. On the left hand side you have the the uh Valkyries, uh one of the World weirds, and that was about it. And in the center you have pretty much everything else, the World Wardens and uh the Gallows Groves, obviously they were A D, mm-hmm. um and all all the rest of his stuff. So there was an obstruction in the left-hand circle zone and when I was looking at it, when I chose sides, I'm like, okay, I can part dreamer back there and she will be immune to like half the board. So we won't be able to shoot me to death. Sure. Uh, And I can just kind of command from, you know, behind the obstructions. And so that was my plan. Um, I was going to get over there and I was going to push, right. It, it's kind of the general plan I used for almost every game I had. I'm like, I'm going to take this side and I'm going to take over the rest of the board. And right. Oddly it worked more often than it didn't. Um, so I go over there and I have, and I pull, I move over to the left. I kind of block off Dreamer, but I have a, a Krabbit by Dreamer to shield guard her, and I'd moved one of my Krabbits away from her. And mm-hmm. Dream, this is turn two. So Dream, Dreamer is incorporeal, and she has Elusive on her, right. uh, which is super important. Um, I did not cast Artifice of Deviation on her because, oh, everything he has can ignore cover in my head. Which isn't true at all. <laughs> Not true in this particular matchup. But <laughs> no, yep, I can see and, how that uh, would happen. Def uh Def nineteen's better than Def fifteen, so say odds. Yep. Um <laughs> so I'm over there and he he feats and he pushes a bunch of stuff out of the way. So Kruger's feet is your pushback, what, three inches?
0: Three inches and everything that gets caught by it gets minus two speed.
1: Exactly. Um so he pushes everything back and he TKs one of his World Weirds. He TKs one of his uh, World Guardians or World Wardens, sorry, or maybe a TKed itself. I don't remember. Um, mm-hmm. And he brings up the World Weird and just rails into Dreamer. And I have Elusive on her, so it's boosted hit, boosted damage. I'm like not a big deal she'll just he's gonna miss one of these i'm just gonna dodge out of the way so the first one does seven damage the second one does seven damage she's camping too by the way Uh the third one does like nine damage and i have to transfer i'm like crap i'm on one box uh this is no good so he goes into the tank in the assassination and he's looking at it he's like okay the storm raptor can do it okay and he asked me a couple times, like, okay, well, what's on Dreamer? What Arcana do you have? And I'm like, well, she, she has Elusive, she's Incorporeal, and I have these Arcana. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, okay. And according to my friend that was uh, live texting the match, apparently I said she has Incorporeal four times that turn. And uh, <laughs> he's like, okay, cool. And he puts the proxy base down for where he wants to move the Storm Raptor. Mm-hmm. And he looks at it, he moves the Storm Raptor there, and he's like, all right, I'm going to shoot Dreamer. And I'm like, do you have magic weapons? He looks down at the unactivated misspeaker and says, "No." <laughs> oh no! So I was like, uh, "Well, I guess I don't lose this game today. Um, <laughs> at least not right now." Um, so he he rolls because he's like, "I I declared a shot, so I'm going to roll it." And he rolls it and he rolls the hard nine to hit Dreamer, which would have just ended the game. Yep. Um, sustained attack off the off the guns. Right. Yeah. yeah. So he hits Dreamer, um, which was just. Funny to me, very, I'm sure, depressing to him. Yeah. Um, And then he kind of shifts gears and he takes out two Skin and Moans. And I'm like, oh, well. That's That's still a good turn. (laughs) That's still a really good turn. And so I have a Cage Rager, two Clockatrices. uh, I have a Clockatrice and a Rattler on the right-hand side. I got a Cage Rager in the middle. I got a Clockatrice on the left-hand side. And Dreamer. Oh, and my Death Knell kind of in the left Left center, and then dreamer on the left hand side, and basically for the next round, I'm pretty much just killing things, turning them into uh, into Fantasms. apparitions. Fantastic, yeah. thank you. Killing them, turning them into phantasm contest. Kill it, kill this, turn it into fendant. So I end up clearing my left zone by like turn three or four, and I look over, and I think I is the score was zero zero. Mm-hmm. I had twenty five minutes on my clock and he had nine minutes. Oh. So I'm like, okay. That's a,
0: that's a big deficit there.
1: It really is. And on the same turn, he had activated uh the bird, killed my rattler, which by the way was hundred percent useless for this matchup. Like I <laughs> I threw him at the bird to contest, but also to give him a target that wasn't the clockatrice. Right. Like, I'm not gonna kill you with this thing, but deal with it. Um <laughs> So it's over there and it's been out of control for like half the game. I <laughs> don't um, love it. Yeah. It, yeah. Right hand side, it, it's pretty far away in these new scenarios. But so he had spent some, spent four fury beating up my Rattler and beating up my Clockatrice a little bit. And Una was camping two. Oh. So the next turn, um, he's like at nine minutes. He, he uh, rolls his frenzy check in the Storm Raptor frenzies. And I'm like, okay, this, this game's mine. It, yep. There's nothing lose. So the Storm Raptor frenzies into the Clock of Trees and does like three damage. And I'm like, all right, cool. Um, and he had uh, pretty much killed my, he had killed my Cage Rager with the Wool Warden in the middle. And there were some other things that happened in the middle there, but it was basically just grinding and with Dreamer at least trying to survive behind this obstruction. Mm-hmm. Um. so at the end of like turn four, I think he has his world warden um, in the center. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. One more very important thing. So Kruger comes, comes out as he does and he kills a uh, gremlin swarm mm-hmm. of which I drop. all will fall down. Ah, Take can see Kruger. Yep. Um, Which was, which also happened on the turn that the, uh, storm raptor frenzied so it was kind of a double a double kick there right and then so on my turn i put the storm raptor into the ground with uh with my clock So it had only had like five or ten hit points left so i kill that i pretty much take out a Wold weird and then so it's really just the Wold guardian the well kruger and some support pieces the oddly enough the Speaker's still alive um cute <laughs> So he had virtually no time left. He had, like, I want to say 20 seconds left on his clock going into this turn. So he's looking at his guys, and you can tell he had a plan. I have no idea what it was. Mm -hmm. But he's looking at his guys. He's like, okay, I'll spend one to stand Kruger up. I'm going to cast TK at your death knell because I'd moved the death knell in such a way that it was like you had an obstruction, a death knell, and a forest. So there was no way you were going to see Dreamer over there. So he's like, all right, I I cast a TK at the death knell. I clock it to me. I'm like, okay, I ruined that. And he just kind of, his plan went out the window. And he just kind (laughs) of looked at it while the clock ticked down to nothing. And I'm like, I I can't believe I just won that. That's pretty awesome. I should (laughs) have been dead turn two. (laughs) So that was my entire day summed into however long that took me to rattle off.
0: Sweet. It was pretty amazing.
1: Some of them were really stressful. Some of them were a lot of fun um i'd say pretty much all of them were a lot of fun but yes. i i came out of that one like i i lost that game in my head i lost that game because i got assassinated quote unquote like Mm-mm. but i didn't so yay
0: well there you go well yeah. that's awesome so congratulations and you're going to warfare weekend uh which is going to be great
1: you yeah. um, also uh qualified for iron gauntlet so oh, there got you got go
0: yeah that's awesome yeah So, um, going forward, are you thinking about changing up your pairing
1: at all? Um, You could say that. uh, I bought into Infernals Heavy during Lock and Load. Ah. And the only reason I've been playing Grimkin was for NorCal, because my team wanted me to play Grimkin. Right. And I enjoy playing Grimkin, don't get me wrong. And I think going forward, I would be better suited to play Grimkin now that I have to play at uh, Warfare Weekend. Um, But we're doing a local... Uh, Masters League over the course of the next month or so, and mm-hmm. I'd already signed up for it to play Infernals. So I'm for like, sure. oh, I have to play Infernals on this. I guess I'll try and get Grimkin games in between, or see if I can like see how competitive Infernals are. I don't know. I know Chandler's been playing Infernals quite a bit, so...
0: Yeah, he's planning on playing them at Warfare Weekend, so...
1: Yeah, I was sad to hear he wasn't here, because I was going to ask him about it. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I might stick with Grimkin, if I do, I'm definitely uh, probably going to switch over to a Wander and something else pair. I might keep Dreamer in there just for comfort. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really feel like that Wanderer... I think you were talking about this in one of your previous podcasts, though. Though Wander, and bump. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like Wanderer, and he's honestly the only Grimkin pa- caster I've never played, which is weird. <laughs> so yep. I want to put him together and play him. Uh, yeah, that sounds awesome yeah oh. well, so sweet. yeah on to the next thing my first big win i've i've won local steamrollers not a lot but a few this mm-hmm. was my first real like big win Well, congratulations That's awesome. me.
0: <laughs> and hopefully you can keep the tear alive there you go
1: well you're playing in the war you're, you're qualified for warfare right
0: I am not I um, between student teaching and having uh, another kid this year I have been really lax on my tournament attendance so I've got a reasonable amount of wildcard points I'm hoping to do well at attack X but if uh, if that doesn't go well I have no other options
1: well next year hopefully PDX open will be a full warfare qualifier and you'll just get it from that
0: that would be nice
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we'll see
0: yep Alrighty. Well, unless you've got anything else you want to talk about, I think we're going to go into our end of the show stuff.
1: Ah, uh, cool. No all one. right.
0: So, uh, thank you so much, Jeff, for coming on. Also, huge thanks to our Patreons, our patrons on Patreon who support us and get Chandler and I out to things like attack X and I five potentially. Um, if you want to check that out, you can go to patreoncom slash LOS war machine. It's, uh, it's completely voluntary. We don't lock anything behind a pay- paywall at all. Um, And it just helps us support the the website and uh, War Machine University and all the other things that we do. So thanks so much to you guys that support us there already. And if you don't, check it out. Also, thanks to Broken Egg Games. Uh, They've been our sponsors since day one. And they've been awesome. You can use the code LOS5, C-O-D-E, for 5% off anything on their store. Also, thanks to Tyson at figurepainters.com for sponsoring us. Uh, he just came out with Infernal Bases and Griever Swarm Flight stands, and I'm sure he's got more things coming, too, so check that out at figurepainters.com. Um, you can look at our website, which is loswarmachine.com. It's got the community calendar on there. You can check out our Discord, uh, which is a link in the description below. You can find us on Twitter at LOS underscore Chandler at LOS underscore Ch- Jaden. and you won't find Brett, but his is at underscore ll. Our email address is loswarmahords at gmail.com. You can find our Facebook page as Line of Sight or message any of us on Facebook. And uh, Jeff, do you want to plug your cards real quick before we go? Because they're awesome and I'm looking at them right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I, uh, custom make Grimkin cards, uh, Grimkin Arcana cards. Um, I actually do not have a price for them right now, but you can reach out to me through Facebook, I guess. Uh, Find me on whatever or you can um, message the line page and we'll put you in touch there you go uh if you want a picture of those i'm sure uh sure Jaden can throw up the picture of the of the ones i made for him
0: yeah i think they will be on the podcast and possibly going up on our facebook page as well because they're really pretty and they smell super nice
1: yeah they do i'll
0: yeah. get a prize for them up soon sweet yeah well awesome thank you so much for coming on uh it's been an awesome conversation and i'm looking forward to seeing you at attack x all right thank you so much for having me it was fun. Alrighty.